This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles have been in first place for 100 days. Buck Showalter is pretty good at getting wins. And this year, the trade deadline got a little personal. Buckle up, birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Max Shashabird, are ready to fly. Baltimore's best section 336, the number one sports broadcast gets your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Section 336. This is episode 175 for August 2nd, and I am joined by Eric from Barstool Sports, Barstool RDT on Twitter. Eric, how's it going? Good, good. We're, we're doing all right. You know, got that trade deadline uh, out of the way, so I guess we kind of know who, who's going to be with us for the rest of the year. But uh, yeah, I've been, been doing all right. Oh, I don't, I don't think this trade deadline... Di- deadline means anything about finishing off who's going to be here well that that's true but i, I think we know some of the, the major pieces but yeah we know uh we what do we say we needed an outfielder we need a left-handed arm we somehow got both i guess Every, yeah i know the internet wants chris sale but for for ryan flaherty and right. anibaldo but right that's not but we're happen. not going to get that we got some good moves that we'll talk about in a little bit uh we've got dan filling in for the intern today how's it going dan Oh, Dan's mic's not working. That's my fault, though. I don't know why it's not working. I'll have to bring him in studio later. So, intern probably sabotaged it. <laughs> but I do want to start out with our Trumbo t-shirts that we keep pushing, that I'm sure you've seen us push online. And they are, as we said the past few weeks, they are now available at all Mother's locations if you want to get a black one. And if you want to get a black or an orange one, you can get them on section336.com. So head on over there and get your Trumbo Make Baltimore Great Again. 
And whenever Trumbo hits a home run, the t-shirts go on sale. So if he hits one during the game today, it'll go on sale for the rest of today and tomorrow. So that's what's been going on. Uh, Matt is still in Africa. I talked with him a little bit today. It was fun to send him the text message that said, Brian Mattis started in <laughs> Chicago. And now is no longer employed. Thankfully, a few seconds later, I could text back. He sucked. <laughs> and he got DFA'd. But, I mean, still, to, to work your way for the Cubs to give you a try, says people don't trust the Orioles. Pitching development. They, you know, maybe the Cubs thought that they were they were going to get lightning in a bottle twice, and it didn't work out like that. I mean, lightning in a bottle, I guess Arietta you can classify as lightning in a bottle. But how about the fact that any Oriole pitcher who leaves pitches well? Gonzalez pitches well for the White Sox. Bud Norris is doing well and turned his career around. Hamels. Miguel Gonzalez, not Miguel Gonzalez, uh, Jim Johnson was being talked about during the trade deadline. He was player of the week in the NL yeah, uh, this I mean, last week. I mean, you, you leave Baltimore and you learn how to pitch. Cutter. I, 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 I wasn't even going to bring up the cutter. It's but the yeah, cutter. Yeah. Some people may say the cutter. But, uh, hey, we had a rough series in Toronto. But how big was that win to get on uh, on Sunday afternoon? The extra inning, 6-2 to two win. Yeah, that it was big. I mean, because you, you kind of got over that hump. I feel... I feel like every year there's like a place that's like a house of horrors for Baltimore. It used to be it used to be like when they went to Texas to visit the Rangers. It used to be when they would go to Anaheim. They just couldn't beat the, them no matter what. And I feel like this year and last year it's been Toronto, and they just manhandle the Orioles every time. Um, but I, I, that's a huge one. I mean, you know, and just kind of just to pound them in extra innings too. You had the Jones home run, which kind of puts the exclamation mark on it. And that was uh, that that was awesome to see. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can say. We, we suck in Toronto. But the whole reason we suck in Toronto is because Toronto's a really good team this year. Oh, they're very good. And, and, and they started out slow, and everyone right. kind of, oh, well, they're done. It's going to be a two-team race. And they've that's the team that scares me. Boston doesn't really scare me. Toronto, because they can hit, you know. I think their their pitching's pretty pretty good. And, uh, you know, they added Liriano. And, you know, and no one, was the, that, that doesn't really No one in the L- AL East has great pitching. Mm-mm. But everyone's better than the Orioles pitching. Uh, probably not not the Rays. Uh, the the right, teams right. in the teams right. in contention, Red yeah. Sox and and, Blue and the Jays. Blue Jays, yeah, yeah. The, the Yankees have given up for the year. Yeah, they're done. But were the Yankees the big winners at the trade deadline? I think so. Because they got a lot of draft picks. I think the, the a lot of young guys. I think the Rangers win the draft or win the uh, trade deadline this year. But looking forward, the next two three years, I think the Yankees easily won that just because of all their prospects. I think they have like six of the top fifty prospects now. I don't know. I don't know how many in the top one hundred, maybe eight or nine, but they're. And they, they already said that they're going to start calling those guys up soon. Aaron Judge, um, big, big hitter down there. Um, their catcher, Sanchez, some guys like that. So 2018-2019, look out for them. I, I think the Yankees are going to be back, and I'm not looking too forward to yeah, that. Yeah, ESPN, did you see the ESPN article today? I, I didn't even have to read it just because I was on my timeline, and it was flooding it. Well, when your first sentence is, picture this, the 2018 Yankees, or 2019, I forget which year, Manny Machado, at third, Bryce Harper in center field or whatever. I think it was Arenado at short, too. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I saw in there. And then, sure, ESPN, is, is they're catering to their market. They're mm-hmm. catering to the New York market that sees, all right, my team's given up for this year. I don't need to pay attention to ESPN anymore. So they're clearly saying, hey, look at us. We're going to start looking at 
how you, you you can still build a super team. They they know what gets the clicks there. Right. If they see if someone sees Yankees Harper Machado in one sentence, they're going to click on that. Right, right. So. Yeah, all you complaining that ESPN never pays attention to the Orioles and yeah. Manny Machado. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, that, right that's what, there. That's what you've been asking for. Yep. You want it, yeah. You wanted it. Now right, you got it. Right. And then you, now, now they're complaining that they don't yeah. like it. You want them to you want them to pay attention and praise Manny. Saying Manny is going to be a future New York Yankee is a praise for Manny Machado. That's true. Yeah, it's not a praise for the Orioles, but it's a praise for Manny Machado. Yeah, and it's just like the it's just like the power rankings. You're never happy with the power rankings. Yeah, stop caring what ESPN I, says. I, that's what I and I get people every week that tweet me. Like I think it was last week they, the Orioles they just beat the Red Sox in a series and then they swept the Indians, and ESPN put them behind the Red Sox, and the Indians in the power rankings. And I had people tweeting me like, can you believe this? Can you? Uh, yeah, I can believe it. It's ESPN. Like, and right. I don't, the power rankings don't mean anything. Like, no. what is that? What are they get? Is that how they get seated in the playoffs? It doesn't matter. Like, that they do that just to get people riled up and for, so people can get mad on the internet and comment on it and, and they win. Yeah, I had this idea uh, last year when the Orioles weren't so good that I would do post section 336 power rankings every week and always them, with the Orioles at the top yeah. so then I just cater straight to the fan base. Exactly. Well yeah, it's someone it's someone's opinion. If they think that the Red Sox are better than the Orioles, okay, right. that's fine. That guess, doesn't change my thought, right. my think my you know, and my guess thinking what? on it. Cleveland's a really good team. Toronto's a really good team. If they put them ahead, no big deal. Those no. are good teams. Remember, the Orioles were picked to not have a chance yeah. this year for anything. I think they need what 10 more wins to match the Sports Illustrated uh projection total, total, yeah yeah right. 69 wins that, that that was my favorite i've i've tried to tweet that out every few uh every few games now we're keeping go- the updated uh win total we're gonna break down these uh these trades in a little bit with the ariana ariel miranda for uh miley wade miley and then jonah heim for steve pierce we're gonna actually have jonah heim's dad james heim on the on the phone in a few minutes uh the heim family has been like Super friendly, the three three six, and I'm. Uh, I put in my. I wrote my little quick take yesterday, and I put that I haven't had a trade like that. I look at and it's like, oh, that's people, not not parts to yeah. a. It's parts not a, it's to not a, a baseball card. Yeah, exactly. And so that that made it a little hard. Clearly, Steve Pierce makes the Orioles better this year, and I hope that it gives Jonah Heim a chance to kind of get to the majors a little quicker because we have a lot of catchers in the Orioles organization, but. I want to first look at the uh, – it's funny. I, I After we bash ESPN, I want to look back at ESPN. Let's do it. Did you see this uh, t- post by Dan Zimbersky? Yeah, Z- Sim- yeah he, he Zimborski. Does, like, he does zip projections and stuff for ESPN. I saw it. I don't really know what I'm looking at. All right. I'm not a big graph and numbers and stuff like that. Yeah, there's I, definitely I kinda some s- numbers. I skimmed through right. it. So here's what he did. He took all the teams and their chance of making the playoffs. So I think like the Orioles' chance was like 58% or something. Mm-hmm. So he took what their chances were on Sunday versus Monday. So the, what, the trades that they made, how much is that going to affect that team's playoff chances? Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly when you're making a move in this time of year, especially if it's a rental um, – Neither of our guys are rentals. They both have options for next year, mm-hmm. I believe. I'm think not so. sure about Steve Pierce. I know I th- Wade I th- Miley does. Pierce may be. I think Pierce was a one-year deal. Right. But especially when you go for rentals, like uh, like Chapman. Cubs grab Chapman. That's a clear rental. Yeah. A few years ago, we got Andrew Miller. That's mm-hmm. a clear rental. So the question is, how much does, especially the rental, help you this year win and your playoff chances? And clearly – 
for a team like the Yankees, they got rid of their best guys, so their playoff chances went down. Now, out of all the teams, so the Cubs, they raised theirs by 0.2%. So 0.2. Now, that that looks like they didn't do much mm-hmm. for Chapman. So I don't understand because I guess Chapman's not – they're going to make the playoffs no matter what. Yeah. Is what it's looking at for the Cubs. And they made a Chapman move to – to help the team in the in the postseason, not to get yeah, to the yeah, postseason. Th- they're already lined up to get to the postseason. That's for October. That's not for August and September. Right. Right. So a lot of people are praising this stat today because he ranks the Baltimore Orioles as the biggest increase in playoff change, saying that bringing Wade Miley and Steve Pierce to the Orioles increases their playoff chance by 6.8%, higher than anyone else that made moves. And But that's – is that telling that the Orioles – have a, still have a rough chance to get the playoffs or still have a hard path? Or is it saying that, okay, these were good moves by Dan Duquette made or a little both? I, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, this it's kind of hard to read. Like this, I mean, the stat doesn't take into effect Kimbrell coming back for the Red Sox. Like, you know, they that that's kind of like a trade for them. They activated him, I think, yesterday. He pitched, got the save for them last night. So he's back. Tozawa's back is back for that for that for them them. But but that doesn't that's not reflected in there. They need them bringing up um Benedetti or whatever his name is. Their their top prospect. That's that's not reflected in here. That could definitely alter the you know who makes the playoffs in the East. Um, and I don't know. I mean, is that six point eight percent that change? Is that because the Orioles added a lefty? Like, does it not matter that it's Wade Miley? Does that just does them having a lefty in their rotation just make them that much better? I don't think so. It's, I, yeah, it's, I don't is know. It, it's weird. I think it's someone because, as we've said many times, the Orioles don't have a real fourth or fifth guy, mm-hmm. and he actually is a guy who legitimately belongs in a rotation. Yeah. So if you, if however many games are left, sure, you can say he's going to give you 6%. Steve Pierce and maybe his bat, when the bats are really struggling, he's got a decent bat and hits lefties really good. Yeah. That's going to give you another increase. But the key is that's the chance to make the playoffs. It's mm. not talking. We want to know how much does this increase our World Series chance? Yeah, yeah. Get, getting the playoffs is fine. Don't get me That's wrong. Good. I Don't get me wrong. 2014, 2012 is great, but we're obviously still missing the yeah. big thing. Yeah, you you obviously need to get to the playoffs and to have a shot to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. But I think this team's already built to get to the playoffs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, September, October is going to be really fun baseball because the wild card is going to be AL East teams. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance that those two AL East teams who play the one-game playing game then have to go play another AL East team. Yeah. It's going to be very fun AL East baseball, and hopefully not in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that that place is insanely loud during the regular season. This year, I think last year, too, they've kind of got the crowd behind them. I would not want – I mean, I just remember watching the Joey Bats, the bat flip game last year, and it was like it, – it, it, was, it was like a college atmosphere. Um, it was insane. I'm a little jealous of the Blue Jays and their fan base. Not uh, not their fan base. I love that that stadium is packed. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Good. It's, it's good for them. That and that reflects cool. that reflects on the fans. I think you know they kind of went. They were middle of the pack team. They were never very bad, but I mean they had some. St- they had, they were good in the in the 2000s. They had Roy Holiday and all that. So Carlos Delgado. They had yeah, some but, fun teams to watch. But they spent money the past two years. And the fans have came out and said, uh, yeah. we'll support you. Now, sure, yeah. they've got an entire country supporting them. That's true. That's the only thing for them to do up there. Right, now, right. That you know, the Raptors are I mean, out. It's not hockey season. It's not basketball season. 
I don't know what else you do in Toronto. I but think uh, what is the Canadian Football League? I don't know when that starts. I don't know, but maybe I'm a big, training. I'm camp. a big fan of the CFL. I really enjoyed the CFL uh, Stallions. Uh, see, I, I feel like I only know the Argonauts, and that's about it. So, as I mentioned earlier on the show, the Orioles made a trade, as you know by now, uh, for Steve Pierce from Tampa Bay Rays and sent down Jonah Heim from the Frederick Keys, who will now be down in Port for the Port Charlotte Stone Crabs. And my understanding is that he is on the road now, driving down. So, as many of you know, if you listen to 336, the Heim family has been very nice and are awesome people, and they've been awesome to Section 336. And Matt and I have gotten to go hang out with them in a nice torrential rainstorm at uh, the Key Stadium. And joining us on the phone now is Jonah's father, Jamie. How's it going, Mr. Heim? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're all right. We're good. We're good. So you, you and I, uh, we, we tweet back and forth uh, regularly, and I think um, we – Kind of just watching, and, and you've mentioned before how how you you hold your breath when you hear that the Orioles are, are making moves or you're concerned because you – oh, so – and we've talked a lot about, like, the whole draft process and how you have loved the Orioles, loved Dan Duquette, love watching Jonah move in this organization. So I read today that the first phone call Jonah made was to you. How was that phone call? Um, it was – it was okay. Um, it was weird because Jonah never calls me. So, um, knowing that it was the trade deadline and um, what you know what was going on, when the, the second the phone rang, I I kind of knew what it was about. So I just I answered the phone and I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, I just been traded to the Tampa Bay Rays," and it was kind of a very emotional very unreal moment i guess you know because i just we there was no indication or no anything to happen you know that was going to happen so it was just very weird and very emotional and it was very i was sad because i wanted to see jonah you know progress to the o's because i'm a huge fan of the orioles and uh so it was it was uh rough i actually had to say okay i gotta go <laughs> i'll call you back when i can compose myself <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Sounds like you might have taken it a little harder than Jonah. Um, yeah, you know, Jonah, it was funny because, like, we, he called me. I'm like, oh, man, I, I can't. We got to get – and it's weird because Monday night I played in this golf league, and he called me right before golf league started, and I had, like, a thousand things in my mind. I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, let me, let me just go. Give me a minute to process all this, and then I'll call you back. And then um, when I called him back, he, he told me he was standing in front of his locker, just staring at his locker, not knowing, you know, he was like, well, what am I doing? What do I do now? You know? Right, right. And I said, well, man, I just said to him, you know what? And then you pack up your stuff and you move forward. I mean, this isn't a bad thing. This is actually a really good thing, you know? Someone traded for you. They wanted you. You know, you're, you were doing good enough to be a return and a deal. So, yeah, that, that's true. That that Tampa thinks highly enough of Jonah that they, that they wanted him and, and asked specifically for him. Uh, for a guy like Steve Pierce. So for Major League Talent, you're being traded. Yeah, and that's what I told him. Like, wait a minute, he got traded for a big leaguer. You know, it's not – man, it's it's a big deal. I mean, I know he's going he's gonna to pack up, he's going to move, he's going to – you know, he knows the Oriole organization. He doesn't know anybody in the Tampa, Ray, uh, Tampa Bay Ray organization. So 
You know, it's a big, it's a big, it's gonna be a big change for him. But he's a big boy now, and he's very composed. You know, he's a very composed young man, and I think he'll do fine. He'll go in there. He carries himself well. You, you, you've met him, Josh. He's yes. got a good presence about him. He, you know, he carries himself well. He'll walk in that room, and he'll he'll make his, you know, he'll walk in the room and introduce himself, and it'll be right back at work for him. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. For his sake, you know, sometimes change is good. And we'll see in this case how it works out for him. Yeah, it sounds like the worst part for him is that he has to make that drive down. <laughs> yes, that was, uh, that was not going to be fun. Um, yeah, because, you know, there's a, there's a train that goes from Virginia down to Orlando, and he, he could have taken the train, but, he, you know, day's notice probably would have cost him a fortune to get on the train. So that's what he said. He's like, oh, I got to drive now. Yep. That, that, so, but, that's the difference of minor league ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, you know, they, they were really cool. They called them. They're, uh, they're equivalent of the, the minor league um, director. Um, ours is Brian Graham. I don't know who the Tampa Bay Ray guy is. And um, they called the minister and said, hey, look, just get here safe. Take two days if you need to. You know, they were just really looking forward to him getting down there and, and, um, you know, seeing what he's got. Yeah, uh, have you had a chance to look at the strength of the of the Tampa Bay catchers organization? I know uh, the Orioles have been known to have a bunch of catchers in the minors, and I'm hoping that this gives Jonah a uh, better chance to work on his way up a little quicker. I didn't. I looked quickly at like their top thirty prospects, just like the Orioles have a top right. thirty. You know, Jonah was on the top thirty, and I looked at the Rays' top thirty, and um. It, there's a few catchers that I won't, I mean, there's a few at the bottom end, you know, um, Nick, I don't want to even mess up his last name. He was their first round pick the same year Jonah was drafted. I think it's okay. Kofu. And, um, you know, so he's there. And then they took a kid like in the second round in 2015, a catcher. Um, so, I mean, they have quite a few, you know, it looks like they got quite a few, but we'll see. I mean, if he goes down there and does what he can do, um, He'll be fine. He'll move through the organization. You know, he's a good catch and throw guy. We all know that. Yes. And as as far as the back comes, it's it's gonna come. You know what I mean? He's um he's a high school drafted kid out of Buffalo, New York, who played one month a year. You know, so this is the most he's played in his professional career. Injured last year, forty five games total. So I'm sure he's just feeling the effects of a full season right now. And um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know. I think the bat will come around enough that with his ability to catch and frame and block and throw, he doesn't have to hit 280. I mean, he can be a 250 guy, hit you 15 bombs, and, you know, he's a solid everyday receiver in the big leagues. Yeah, well, well now I think he will be winning every time he calls you about the weather. <laughs> every, every time. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, It'll be cool. And you know what? And it could have been worse, right? I mean, he could have been traded out to like, and these are no offense to these cities. It's just like a distance thing for us because we're East Coast. Like, he could have been traded to Seattle. He could have been traded to San Diego. He could have been traded, you know, all the way West Coast. And then, you know, it's tough. You know, he stayed on the East Coast and I stayed in the AL East, which is is cool, man. I'm I'm a fan of the AL East. This is. the baseball we grew up watching, you know, it's the baseball he grew up watching. So it's good. It's good for him to stay, you know, in the East. And 
you know, Tampa's a good spot for him, I think. You know, they're a rebuilding organization. they got a lot of up-and-coming stars. they got a lot of, you know, upside in that organization, and we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm, you know, the next chapter, this isn't the end of the book. It's the We're still in Chapter 2 only, so we'll see how it goes from here. Yeah, it's really it's exciting. Now, for you, when we talked, you showed me that you have an Oriole tattoo. Not going anywhere. I'm keeping that bad boy. I will always be grateful to the Orioles and the organization because they, you know, Jonah's a fourth-round pick, so every team had the opportunity to grab him, and, and the Orioles finally stepped up and did. So I'm glad. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'll get a Tampa Bay Ray tattoo. Maybe if Jonah makes it to the big leagues as a Ray, it might happen. But um, I'll wear it proud every day. I'm I'm wearing my Orioles gear right now. I'm watching the Orioles game right now. I mean, I'm I'm um, I'm married to this organization, um, for at least the rest of this year and into the playoffs. And I'll root hard for them, and we'll see what next year brings. So so no love lost for Dan Duquette. No, no, I respect Dan. You know, he's got a hard job. He's got to try to put a team, you know, he's got to get a team into the playoffs and then through the playoffs, too. It's not just making it for this team. This team's got a lot of money invested in a lot of really good players. And um, they got to make a run. You know, they got a lot of talented there, a lot of talent there. And, um, you know, they need to make a, a big run into the playoffs, I think. And I, you got to do. When you're a player in the major leagues, well, when you're a player in any pro sport, I mean, it's part of the gig, right? I mean, there's always that chance you're, you're going to get cut or you're going to get traded. I mean, it's just – so you can't – I mean, you can't uh, blame the guy. He he did what he felt was best for the organization and no love loss at all. I will, I will always be thankful to that man. He drafted my son. So <laughs> I'm not yep. – there's no um, – just the way it goes. No, it's it's a it's a business, and now a bunch of Tampa Bay Rays fans get to learn about Jonah Heim and uh, his defensive uh, great work behind the plate. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how how it goes. Um, he's going to go down there. He's um, he was a little excited, and he was you know he wasn't um, he wasn't mad. He was just it was. I think it was more confusion and. Um, how would you put it? Like, yeah, just the uncertainty of what's next, you know? That's always the biggest thing, right? Like, yeah. um, I got to go to where I don't know nobody. So I'm sure it'll take a few days, but once he gets settled in, he'll, he'll, show, he'll show them down there. He's a hard worker. He'll go in there. He'll put in the work. I think the pitchers will love to throw to him, um, and, he's, and, he's, and he's good. So we'll see how it works out for him. All right, Jamie. Well, thank you for uh, calling in to Section 336. Uh, today and thank hey. you. You've you've been uh, awesome, and your family is just awesome, and some of the friendliest, nicest people uh, we've met doing this. Hey man, I really appreciate it. I'm I'm glad we got the chance to hang out, and we spent some time, quality time in the rain, waiting for a Manny Machado bobblehead. Uh, so uh, yeah. I mean, we're bonded for life there, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you around later. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. So there we go. How cool was that? That was neat. He I seemed. Mean, uh, he first off, he legitimately seems like a like a, a big Orioles fan. Not like oh, I've watched the Orioles. He it seems like he knows he knows what he's watching. So. No, when when Jonah got drafted, he got all in. Oh really? And and think about when Jonah got drafted a few years ago. That's the time to get in as an Orioles. Yeah, fan. yeah. He was twenty thirteen, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was one of those years. Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, he picked the perfect time. Yeah, that's that's the time. That's the time to fall in love with this team. That's so true. it was it was awesome timing for his family. And seriously, they're the nicest people in the world. And he's, yeah, he's, he seemed like a genuinely nice guy. I, I sent him a message as soon as I saw the news about Jonah that, that saying, 
because hey, I know I know it would hit him hard. Yeah, uh, as a fan of the organization. Now I'm looking real quick. I'm looking at the Rays minor league names. They have some fantastic names for their teams. You got the Durham Bulls in AAA, the Montgomery Biscuits, which is a fantastic AA logo. Um, they have the the Charlotte Stone Crabs, which where which is where Jonah is. The Bowling Green Hot Rods, and then the Hudson Valley Renegades. There's some good uh, some good minor league names. Where, where's Bowling Green? Is that like yeah, Kentucky? I think it's Kentucky. Yeah, that that's, that, uh, that that would be a rough place. Yeah, I don't want to. Is, is that is that higher or lower? That's uh, cl- uh let me see. I think it's low A. I hope so. I uh, hope Jonah never has to go to Bowling Green. That doesn't yeah. sound like a good place to go. Yeah, yeah, that's low A. All right, hey, good. I, I like their logo though. They All right, like- Jonah, keep it up so you don't have to be a hot rod. Yeah, be a biscuit. We I want to see him be a biscuit soon. All right, so that we we definitely we talked with Jamie. We didn't talk about the Steve Pierce side of the deal much. And what does Steve Pierce coming to the Orioles mean for this team? Um, it's huge for the fan base. Yeah, it's a big. It's, it's also a guy that the fans already love. It's a clubhouse thing too. I think he's. I think he's comfortable here. <laughs> um, the guys like him. I've heard that Buck absolutely loves him, and you can tell why. I mean, he's played. How many positions did he play for the Orioles last year? He's, he's Ryan Flaherty for the outfield. He's a Ryan Flaherty with power. With but he also more power. Yeah, can sneak into the infield. He yeah, is, yeah. He's he played a, second. He played third. He played first. You know, I'm he's sure a super he can play short. Guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it means. It's not like this I don't team. want Steve Pierce at first. At short, is that what you said? No, no, I'm saying no. I'm sure he could play there. Uh, it's, no, it's, thank you. It's kind of like the the rumor that Ryan Flaherty can catch. I'd like to see that. I don't want to because oh, that, well, that either means the yeah. O's are up huge, Matt Weeders and Joseph are hurt in the uh, same game, yeah. or they're down big. Yeah, so. remember? Yeah, we had that one game this year when Caleb got hurt mm-hmm. and Payne. And they they had already or. Some I, I, we got really close to it was like we used Weeders we used Pena or something yeah and we yeah got really close to Flaherty I think it was that Yankees game and I was really hoping Flaherty would get back there yeah just because I want to I want to cross off I another wanted position. to see how awesome Buck you know because I'm right. sure he has that in the back of his mind if that ever right, happens right. and I kind of wanted to see that I'm not plan. a huge Flaherty fan but I wanted that yeah that that would have been interesting to see but um I I think I think Pierce I mean it's not like they needed. You know, a guy, a right-handed bat. They, I mean, they kind of they they have them. They have a good right-handed right-handed batters, but I think this is just another weapon for them. If but, they, you know, he's now he can pinch it late in the game. Um, I, th- I think I would take him over Reimold. Maybe not in the field, but definitely at the plate. But we've always we've always said this team has enough enough bats on it that they'll, that they'll be okay. But we never pictured. That they might all get into a slump at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You f- and then we saw that for two weeks now. Yeah, you kind of figure that, you know, Jones will be hot, and that's kind of what it was. Jones and Hardy were hitting, but Manny's been bad. Uh, Trumbo's been bad. Davis has been awful. And, yeah, I mean, Caleb's been in a slump for 100 games now. Yeah, and I, I don't think we made this move if Joey Rickert wasn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a way they we, make that. If we needed hurt. another outfielder. Mm-hmm. We were bringing up Alvarez and Borbin. Yeah, yeah. Neither of those guys. That, that that wasn't the answer. No. And I think they knew that. And so I'm not sure. I think we'll see those guys in September. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll be back up. But I think I hate to say it, but I think the Rickard injury happened at a good time. Because if this happened, if this, if his injury happens today, that's yeah, we're a, it's stuck a whole with Exactly. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who, we. What was that outfield the one game in New York? I think they had Julio Borbon, Reimold, and Flaherty yeah. in the outfield. And that <laughs> that's like. That's either a spring training roster or that's like a late 2009 right. Um, right. outfield. No, right. that was not fun to watch. But, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think um, the, the, that, that move doesn't happen if, if Rickard catches that ball in New York and doesn't jam his thumb. Yeah. 
Well, I think it was worse than a jam. Like, well, yeah, well, that, that's what it like seemed a horrible like. Horrible injury. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm not sure. I guess I guess Trevor Story has a similar injury, and he's out for the year. He's he got surgery. Yeah. On it, so. Anytime that it's a finger injury, mm-hmm. it that's like longer than like a day. It sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like one of the worst things you can you can have. That's very true. So, but yeah, I think Steve Pierce definitely makes this team better, um, and not just to get to the playoffs, but a help in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been crushing left-handed pitching. He's, I mean, he's doing pretty well against right-handed pitching too. I wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, maybe get some at bats versus righties over Pedro Alvarez. You know, if he's DHing. Now, is this move Dan Duquette admitting that he made a mistake going with Rymel instead of Pierce in the offseason? Um, I mean, we we could have gotten we could have gotten. Signed Pierce for three or four million in the offseason. Instead, we went to Rymel because he was like a million bucks or something yeah, like that I'm, with arbitration. I'm not sure if it, it was um, him admitting it's a mistake. I mean, I'm sure Tampa didn't think they were going to be this bad. I mean, I remember sitting in here for the um, uh, Birdland Radio and reading that people were picking Tampa to win the division yeah, or at least sure. finish top two, maybe make a wild card. Yeah, they were supposed to be very good. So I'm sure they thought that he was going to, you know, he could be kind of a catalyst on that team and lead them to the playoffs. Things obviously went very bad down there. Right. Um, I don't think anyone up here even thought that they were that good. Um I don't, I don't know if it's him making saying that he made a, a mistake, but I think he saw a chance to make the team better, and he said, "Hey, this guy's a familiar face. He knows the you know he knows the team. He knows the field. He knows Buck, um, and I th- I think he's going to do better. Last year he struggled, I think, because he played way too much. He's one of those guys who, you know, it's it's like a basketball player. If he's playing forty minutes a game, he's not going to be that good. If you have him in there, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. If he plays, how many games are left? Sixty. Give him forty games. You know, so he's not tiring himself out and." Yeah, and he's still had, get into a rhythm. He's had injury problems mm-hmm. in his career and this season. I don't think the Orioles are in a different place now if they started the season with Pierce and Rickard on the bench. Yeah, over over Rymel and Rickard. I yeah, I agree. I, with I, that. I think they're the same either way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just it's all injury based. Now let's get to the other trade: Ariel Miranda to Seattle. Who talk about? We were talking about Jonah having to drive down south. Ariel, I hope he doesn't have to drive uh, out to Seattle or Portland or wherever their minor league ball club is. I think they said he was going to get a chance to to fill Miley's spot in the rotation. So I don't know. He may just be going straight to Seattle. No way. I, I, I thought he's playing. He's been playing for the Bayside. I know. I, he's, been, I, he's been starting. I starting, can try and find but it. But there's no way. I mean, I guess no Seattle's. Is Seattle he, playing decent baseball? I, I'm just I just read 57 minutes ago. Manager uh, Scott Cervase, I don't know if that's his name, just says just require acquired left-handed pitcher Ariel Miranda will be recalled from Tacoma to start Thursday versus Boston. So he's starting tomorrow. All right, that's or, and Thursday. All right, well that's really cool. We're, yeah, good, we talking, good, good for him. Yeah, we were talking about Jonah and how it's cool for an organization to want you. It's really cool for an organization hey. to want you and bring you straight to the big leagues. We want you, and yeah, how about you come help us we, beat we, the Red Sox? We saw that two innings of relief you pitched for the Orioles, <laughs> which he did in fine. C- in Seattle, too. Was it in Seattle? It was in right. Seattle, yeah. He did good. Did all right. So I, I don't think he gave up any runs. No, I think he gave he, up I think he gave up like three or four. Oh, did he? All right, never mind. And I know, he did have four Ks, so they were either hitting it hard or they weren't all touching right. it, so... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, good for him. And I'll tell you what, I'll be the biggest Ariel Miranda fan on Thursday night if he can beat the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, I don't think that. I, I like the kid. I, I enjoyed when he came up for the one game. Yeah. That, that was through that stretch where every day we had a different minor league relief pitcher. Yeah, that was, yeah. Now that was, that I think they got <laughs> swept in Seattle that, uh, that series. And 
Yeah, so yeah, they obviously liked him or they saw something they liked. So, like I said, good, good luck. I was pretty sure that that week of a different reliever every day was Buck trying to show Dan, I've got no one. Hey, give me something here. I yeah, I'm I trying everyone. No one works. Get me someone. I need someone to work with. And he got Wade Miley. Left-hander, four or five starter. But key is he's actually a rotation guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that – that you can trust. He's a high four right now, ERA. Yeah. Like 490. F- 498, yeah. 498. So just under five, but he can give you innings. Uh, I think he went seven innings against the Orioles, six or seven. Yeah. This weekend, he's been, his past three outings have been really good. He went against the Cubs. I think over he had nine weekend. Ks, one hit. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in like six or seven innings. And I mean, that's at Wrigley and versus that Cubs team. So, you know, it's not like he's pitching in a big ballpark there. And, I mean, they had they had their full lineup out there, so yeah, he was. I think I think in July he's actually been pretty good. I don't know his stats right now, but I think July was was easily his best right. month. So he he gives up the long ball, yeah. Uh, but all of our pitchers do. Yeah, that that's a Baltimore thing. That's uh, we're watching Dylan Bundy now, and so far he's made it through four innings without giving up the long ball yet. Without giving up a hit too. So this is eerily similar to uh, last start where he well, went through five and didn't. Now you've done it. I'm calling I'm calling a home run in the, the fifth inning. You think so? Thanks to your little jinx. Nice little. It'll be a hanging curve. All right. Or hanging uh, change up. Because Matt Wieters is behind the plate and then everyone will freak out that Matt Wieters caused too many high change ups. Uh, th- that, that annoys me more than anything is how just the way that people beat up on Wieters for his defense and and plate calling and, and pitch calling and, and stuff say like that. that they know he calls a bad game yeah it's the, you don't know the pitcher everyone and their mother on orioles twitter seems to know that that matt weeders you and, know calls a terrible game and doesn't play good defense well and they know and they always know what pitcher is feeling what pitch mm-hmm. and what pitcher is comfortable with this in yeah. this situation yep it, it's 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 that that's one of the weirdest things i've seen about orioles twitter is that everyone seems so to negative. know yeah Everyone seems to know everything about Matt Wieters and his defense and play and his uh, pitch calling. So, I that that, that bugs me a lot. Yeah, but, yeah. We'll because see. Because clearly, Caleb Joseph is not a everyday catcher. Yeah, yeah. That that he's made that pretty obvious he's, this year. He doesn't help our lineup. Sure, that by some fluke, the pitcher ERA is lower when he's behind the plate. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything with him. I agree. I mean, because look it, at the matchups. Look at the look at what how often he's back there. Versus Matt, who's back there all the time. Yeah, he's back there six out of every seven games, and he—I mean—he's making. Maybe Caleb stops some of the balls that get by that get by Weeders, but Caleb's not throwing the guys out at the rate that that Weeders has been. Right. So, I mean, he threw out Desmond two innings ago, last inning. And yeah, so. I'll give it. Weeders has been a little banged up lately. Yeah, yeah. The the, the last few weeks have been rough for him, but right. I mean, it, it that whole catching um, position has kind of taken. I mean, Weeders Weeders was hot for those few weeks. And then he's kind of he's kind of come back down to earth, but I mean, you know, over, well, overall, I still like the whole all our catchers. And we talked about it with Jonah's dad how the Orioles it's like they just breed catchers. Every it seems like every catcher they draft turns into a, de- a decent minor or major league player, or I mean, you know that that's what we've seen so far. And the guys in the minors right. are doing well. So right, right, and that was the inter- interesting thing with Jonah is Jonah like Caleb, they always praised his defense. Mm-hmm. The bats will come. Right, right, and they say the bats will come. And then with Chancisco, they say he's got the bats. The defense, hopefully. Yeah, and then they're like, it's hard to teach defense. Yeah. And there's talk of him moving positions. Yeah, that, I remember that last last year. And then, you know, this year he comes out and he makes the Futures team. And um, I think he's played pretty well. I haven't seen him play this year. but He's done well offensively. Again, defensive struggles. It's just, I mean, it, say you move Chancisco, where are you going to move him? Can't move him to first because there's a log jam there, too. Right, right. You know, is he athletic enough to move to the outfield? 
Uh, I think I, you look at him as a second base, third base. Okay. And you figure J.J. Hardy goes away in yeah. a few years. And so then you, you shift Manny to short. And you Move you Chance. Can, you can move Scope to third. If you need it, he's got the arm for third. Yeah, I know. Uh, they have a guy. I think there's a guy down to Frederick, too, who's um, mashing, and he can play. He's a pretty good third baseman, too. I don't, I'm not sure of his name, but, I mean, you know, kind of seems like a good problem to have. Yeah. No, it's definitely. And it's it's why when we were talking about the trade deadline, Chancisco's name was on that list because mm-hmm. he's having a good season. Yeah, guys guys want him, much like Jonah Heim. People, there are major league teams out there who see something in this guy and say, you know, we can work with him or we can we can make him into a first right. baseman. We can we can definitely do something with him. So so this weekend, less than twenty four hours, we were out of first place for a little bit. We were half game back between that night game and, and afternoon game mm-hmm. in Toronto. Right now, as we record this and as the Orioles are playing we are one game up on Boston and Toronto. Toronto is the guy that scares you, right? Not Boston. I, I, I Toronto definitely scares me. Um, I, Boston's always going to be there. I said earlier that I'm not really worried about them, but I, I mean, they can, they have the guys. They can go on a run. We've seen it before. But I think if it, if there's a team that's going to go on a run this year, I think it's going to be um, Toronto. Like we've seen them in the last few years. Like I said, because their home field advantage, uh, just how they play there. Um, and they're bats. I mean, Joey Bats has been garbage this year, and I'm just terrified to see him go on a streak for about two weeks where he rips off about eight or nine home runs. Hoping for an injury. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, he already had one. Uh, an, uh, a worse one. They, yeah, it wanted to keep him out a little longer. Yeah, they still say that his, his, he's now injury prone because of that throw last year. Oh, when he tried to, yeah, he tried to throw out Delman. That's, yeah. kar- that's karma. Good. Good for him. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Tor- Toronto scares me. The, the Boston, the thing with them, I think they have like 38 road games left or something like that. They have a ton of games left on the road. So do the Orioles. Well, yeah, well the, yeah the Orioles, but they, the Orioles, have, they also have, I think it's 20, <laughs> it was like 25 home games left. I mean, if they, I think I said if they win like 15, 18 games at home, and then if they can win like 18 of their last 30 on the road, I think that puts them right around like 93 or 94 wins. So that should put them in good position. I think that's easily doable for them to win a majority of their home games and play about 500 on the road, which is a little better than what they're at now. So Right, right. We're at 59 wins now. Yeah, okay. So you figure we need about 35 wins to lock up this division. Yeah, and Hopefully. and also two, I know two of those road games are in D.C. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I'll count those as road games just because of how the Orioles have played there in the past and the way that the fans, you know, go there we'll probably have more fans there for uh for a game than than we will at camden yards right and for, and for one of these games yeah and unless detroit or houston really picks up steam you're looking at the playoffs coming all al east yeah which which brings back that whole discussion of the al east being the toughest division uh where uh, people like to like to say it's not but when it comes down there's close to Close races in that division every year. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, I obviously kind of stopped paying attention towards the end of last year. I'm not sure how much the the Blue Jays won the division by. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't think we're going to see a team run away like the Orioles did in 2014, where they no. won by was that like ten? It was like ten games, ten and a half games. It was something. It I was, thought it was like six. Or oh, something, was it? It, it may know. have been. But I don't think we're going to see you know that no. that much margin in between the winners. No, we might not. Place. We might not clinch until the last couple of days of the season. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that, what did they clinch, like two weeks before or something like that? Yeah. They had a lot of time. That, that, was, that was awesome. That was perfect. All right, let's get to a little three up, three down with the two of us. It's now time for three up and three down. All right, so this is the little, uh, this little game we play where we say what 
we have a positive and a negative. Obviously, there's not three of us this week. It's just Eric and I with Matt and Bert still gone. They will be back on the 19th. So two weeks. We got some great guests next week. Next week, we're going to have Chris from Stoner from BSL, Baltimore Sports and Life, and Glenn Clark from Glenn Clark Radio mm. will be joining us. But then the week after that, Matt and Bert will be back in the studio. Matt actually gets back from Africa on Monday or Tuesday. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know that he was out. I kind of just noticed that he wasn't on Twitter. I yeah. thought I was like, oh, is he is he protesting something? Is he did he get a new account? And then I think I read somewhere that he was in Africa. Yeah, he's in Tanzania teaching English. Wow. I got to text message him this morning to tell him about Brian Mattis's start in Chicago. That's awesome. And if you know, Matt has been leading the charge for the hashtag Mattis for Starter. So he was a little disappointed when he got DFA'd, and it was very fun that he went to Chicago and then got blown out. Yeah. And DFA'd again. Man, he got DFA'd now, what, three times? Something like that, we, yeah. No, we traded him. We didn't DFA him. We traded yeah, him. Yeah, he was traded, but Atlanta, then he was DFA'd. Atlanta DFA'd him, and now Chicago has DFA'd him. Yep. Yeah, that oh, sucks. Well. All right, so my positive for today, I'm gonna, I decided I'd mix in a little football because the Ravens had their first practice yesterday. But I don't care about football yet. All these people trying to hype up football now and the Ravens, that's great. It's practice. Get to me in September when the games mean something. Mm-hmm. I don't care about practice. I don't care if you who gets hurt now. If it's not a season ending. I don't care what Joe looks like in practice. What I care about is that the Ravens showed off that they went back to grass at M&T Bank. And I think that's a huge win. I think it, that, that playing on turf always sucks it's it's looks like it's always slick it's never comfortable you you got to somehow get your shoes to grip in torn tires it's never fun i remember with ray lewis when he would do his dance he would tear up the the grass from the ground and then when they switched to turf they'd bring out a little square of grass <laughs> and that just sucks so i'm excited that the ravens have gone back to grass and that's all i care about the ravens i get, yeah i i did see that i was at a wedding um at m&t bank and i think it was the beginning of april and they hadn't put any of the grass down yet so we it was were, dirt it was it was not even dirt it was they were laying the piping underneath for like the drainage system um so that was kind of cool to see you know i think i tweeted a picture and i said well this doesn't look too good it doesn't look like they're ready to play yet um but yeah i saw the pictures it looks good i know people are mad that they took off that they're not gonna have the maryland flag that the, the, symbol the yeah the, the shield. shield yeah and I, I guess people are upset about that, but I get it. The shield's an older logo. Yeah, it's I mean, it looks time. it looks cool. It looks neat, but people need something to be angry about, and right. that's what they picked for today. Exactly, so, it's yeah. the internet. Exactly. Um, oh. Yeah. So my my uh, I guess positive is it better not be that Justin Tucker hit a sixty nine yard field goal because again, it's practice. It I don't was care. Not, it was not. It is that the Orioles were able to make it through the trade deadline by keeping their not their you know big prospects because they obviously don't have many, but that they were able to keep their big name prospects you know uh, uh, yeah. Trey Mancini, Ch- Chance Cisco, and uh, Christian Walker guys like that. Really, you're keeping you're I, still keeping Christian Walker as a top prospect. I, hey, he's playing down there. He's he's hitting he, well. Isn't he a bust? I, I mean, we don't want to tell other teams because we want to trade him, but I don't know if he's a bust. We've um, had holes in our outfield. He could have came up. Yeah, he see that that's tough for him because he's still very new to you know the position. I get he's Mark obviously Humbo's not playing outfield. Yeah, that's that's a good point. He's you know it's, he's looked better as of late. I don't. I guess Christian Walker doesn't have the arm that Trumbo has because Trumbo's shown it off a few times, but he does not look pretty out there fielding fly balls. 
Um, no, I just thought it was cool, or you know, I thought it was I thought it was good that they could keep Mancini and Cisco and guys like that. Um, it stinks that they had to you know ship someone out, Miranda and, and uh, Jonah Heim, but um, it's you know the, I think that core you know Mancini I think can definitely help the team in the next few years. Um, and same thing with Cisco, like we said, if they can find a spot for him, you know that would be awesome and kind of you know glue him into this lineup somewhere in the future. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, especially when I, th- I think I would say even more of a positive is the fact that we were able to use our farm system to bring in two guys. Yeah, we're, we're not well, overpaying for Wade right, Miley with right. cash. Exactly. Where- when we have a, a poor farm system, we were still able to use it, even though we've been using it every year. Duquette's made a move every year he's been here. Yeah. Yeah, they were able to trade two guys from a week farm system and get two major league players yeah two That's, guys that are going to make two, an two guys are going to contribute yeah they're going to contribute tomorrow and thursday when they play so yeah. yeah i like that my my negative for this week is trading jonah heim not because i don't like the trade i think it's a great trade for getting steve pierce i think adding steve pierce is a great addition but just because it made me realize that trades are real people and not baseball cards or or players in a video game that they're that they're people with families and i'm excited for jonah and i would uh, be watching what he does down there yeah I, I i agree i kinda you know i texted trey when i heard that trey mancini when i heard that the um that the o's got miley and it wasn't announced who they traded yet and i te- just texted him and said tell me you're still an oriole and he said as far as i know yes yeah, so. right because he got hurt what last week who so didn't trey like injure his hand or oh something? i'm not sure i don't I know think, i think he Heard his, he got pulled out in mid-game, and they didn't really advertise why he was oh, pulled wow. out, so everyone assumed trade. And, and oh, I, just, yeah, I didn't know that. It was just arm shortness or something. Oh, good. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. so I, I kind of see where you're coming from there. All right, what's your negative for this week? My negative has been that the Red Sox are finding their late-game you know, heroics. And I know I know. I just said Dustin, a few minutes Dustin ago. Pedroia. Yeah, Dustin Pedroia the other night. Mookie Betts last night, you know, I'm going to bed. And I see that, you know, the Seattle's winning and Steve Ciszek, like he gave it up uh, Sunday night against the Cubs, just laid one right over the middle to Mookie Betts. Because, I mean, those are, those are two games that the Orioles need. And I just, the last thing I need is for the Red Sox to, you know, suddenly catch fire and find that winning way. And yep. I, I will not be happy if, if I see, a you know, Poppy playing in October. The only thing I want to see him playing is golf. I, I don't I, understand Poppy. Uh, th- he's he's on steroids this year, right? hundred percent. We're, we're just all looking the other way on Poppy, right? Mm-hmm. He has right. nothing. He has nothing to lose if he gets caught. Right. He goes, oh, you know, I'm retired anyway. Whatever, I'm done. Right. I'm gonna take collect all my gifts people are giving me, right. and he's, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm he's, leaving. He's not getting into the Hall of Fame either way. Because, I don't think so. No, because he's he's been on a steroid list years ago. He also plays half the game. Right. He's he's, he's he, not the greatest DH. No. No, so, I don't. I don't. But think yeah, so. he's totally on steroids, and we're just praising him as I've never seen an old man yeah. turn his season around and have the best career when he's a hundred years old. Yeah, I've no, there's yeah. a reason we've never seen that. Exactly. Every time they say there's only been one person past age forty to to um you know to put up these numbers, it's Barry Bonds. Oh, right. What do you uh, yeah. find? Well, what's the common denominator? Exactly, there? exactly. There's something going on. So whatever you know, I. I, I still I just love that he hates that people talk about it when he did test positive in that yeah, well, that article spo- from you again know, we're supposed to pretend like that never happened yeah and we're just supposed to pretend that he just started hitting the ball well yeah but but don't worry because Red Sox fans will be the first people to tell you that Chris Davis tested positive for steroids I, when Adderall or, or when clearly Adderall. isn't a steroid right but, but I, hey what can you do I do not understand the love for Poppy 
I don't either. And if, if this was happening in in the in the late 1990s, sure, of course that would be normal. You know, Mark McGuire was doing it. I just wa- I was watching YouTube highlights the other night yeah. of him hitting 70 home runs in a season, and that's and you know, and there people thought that was normal. 40 year old hitting like this and playing like this is not normal. No, it's not normal. Not is even this, close. Is his love for uh, by the Boston fan base? Did it come from that whole? From the Boston Marathon and him grabbing the mic and saying, "Dropping the F bomb." This, this is our effing city. It could have been. And I mean, he's because he, if you do that in Baltimore, you're, everyone's going to attach and say, "Look, he loves Baltimore. We're, yeah. He's now our favorite guy." Um, I'm not. I mean, I hate to say it. The guy's been huge in the playoffs for them when they need it. You know, he had yeah. the grand slam against the Tigers a few years back, and I mean, he's he's always played well in their their comeback series and stuff like that. So that's obviously grown his you know folklore down or up in boston but i don't know i'm i'm not too happy about it but we'll see how it ends up yeah let's do a little ball bag to before we get out of here you're just a ball bag ball bag ball bag a ball bag my friend hey ball bag how you doing what's your name again it's ball bag All right, so ball bags where I kind of put in some some topics that uh, we might not get to, but earlier in the uh, in the show and gives us a chance to kind of come back around in in no, in no order. So what I've got in there first is Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy uh, now counting tonight's start has had two unbelievable starts. Do you you can't pull a guy when he's having a perfect game, right? But it but but. I, I, I think if a guy's had in, had arm and and shoulder and elbow history, like sorry, like Bundy, I think you can. See, I, I don't. He's not. You know, he's not getting close to 100 pitches tonight, and he I shouldn't. Guess, no, no. I guess I, I lean more towards the side that that I don't think there's enough stats to say. Oh well, if you throw 80 pitches instead of 70, you're going to get hurt or if overuse. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to get hurt. You're gonna get hurt either way. Yeah, whether you're you're on it or not. I don't, I also think that, I mean Buck's the guy trying. He's going. He's trying to get a team win. You know, he's. I'm sure he would love a Dylan Bundy. You know, complete game. But if that if that doesn't put them in in a good position to win, I don't think he's gonna go ahead and do it for the team. Yeah, and 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 definitely one run is not enough. You're, even though. Uh, even though your your Bundy's pitching perfect, you've got to score more than one run. Oh, especially against these guys. It's definitely been a struggle that our bats haven't shown up yet. I agree. All right. So this weekend, Friday, starts the Olympics in Rio. Do you care about the Olympics? I I just want to watch how bad they are. Like, you know, I'm I I heard a few. So weeks you follow ago. more of the storyline of how bad Rio is. I'll watch the, ba- the buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch the basketball. Like, you know, I'm a basketball fan, so I'll watch that. But, I mean, I, I guess I'll watch Phelps swim, too. He's always fun and entertaining. But, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't you care about watch, any of the other stuff. You want to watch the sailboat races in poop-filled water? No, no. I, I'll, I'll catch those highlights on SportsCenter or something. But, no, I mean, it's it's just with all the stories coming out now. It seems like it's it's terrible down there. I don't understand why you would ever have the Olympics anywhere except for London, the U.S., maybe China. Yeah. Why would you go to any of these small countries? I know it brings in a bunch of money. You build a stadium that will never get used again. Yeah. There, and you build everything shoddy. There, Yeah, there's been a few documentaries on how people think the Olympics coming to their city and their place is great for, you know, for the economy, but it's terrible. It's like, you know, 
I just remember in Sochi when they did the rush, the um, Winter Olympics, they were like, you know, there was videos of them like t- picking up all the homeless dogs and cats and like shipping them out of town and stuff like that. That's the stuff that people don't see, and it's it's terrible for the economy and and the places because then you have these huge arenas and events or and buildings that never get used again like you said yeah. they turn into big homeless shelters pretty much right or if you do it in europe or in america at least the, the they're still being used yeah but like sports. why like that you know why does china need a, a building that holds 10 olympic size swimming pools like, right what right. are those ever going to get used for again? sure so but i agree with you if you're going to have it have it in your have it somewhere in a, in a europe country that's developed and or have it in america these you know these places rio it's it's going to be it's going to be a disaster and i can't wait to watch it yeah well they they i mean i don't know we we i don't know how much we'll now see as it being a disaster we always we kept being told russia would be a disaster mm-hmm. and it worked out fine yeah uh i keep hearing talk about how they want to bring it to washington dc oh. that sounds like a nightmare absolutely and i think i will just go away for three weeks the the um the metro breaks during a nats and or a caps playoff game right. how are they going to get a hundred thousand you know you got to think how many people are coming exactly. in. Like you said, I'll, yeah, I'll leave my house if someone wants to rent it for those three yeah. weeks. Come I'm on gone. In. I'm gone if that ever happens. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's see if the intern mic is working now. I feel bad whenever I have Dan come and fill in. I always screw up his mic. So is your mic working in there? It's not, is it? So, Dan, just come on in here. Come on into the studio and we'll take care of you. Because I... Use uh use Eric's mic, and if you can just give us your little update, uh, corrections, all the type of stuff Noah normally does. Well, I just sort like po- I just like to point out real quick. Have you ever met somebody who pays attention to the Olympic stars when it's not the Olympic season? I don't know. I think people here really praise Michael Phelps and his. I think he's about the only one girlfriend who used to be a boy. So when it comes to the Olympics, I think the only thing that matters is everybody has their sport that they like to watch, and that's all they do. They just watch the sport they like. What, they don't pay attention to everything else. What's your favorite summer sport? Summer Olympic sport? My favorite to watch, personally, is the long-distance swimming. So when they swim, it's like, what, like a mile and a half, two miles, or something like that. I can't even imagine having to swim that far. So when you watch them with their uh, their speed difference yeah, I from the beginning, I beginning to fast, you know, from the beginning to the end, oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's one of my one of my favorites to watch. I guess I, I, I got to go with the traditional uh, like 50 yard dash, just a straight running. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to watch Usain Bolt just absolutely, right. you know, just run do things that Americans people. cannot do. Yeah, they, he stops running at like 60 meters or whatever. Um, I'd say basketball probably is my favorite just because, I mean, the last few years, America has just, just stomped on everyone. And it's fun. It's, oh, it's when you send a bunch of NBA players. Exactly, yeah. I think I read today, I think that they said there's 144 players playing in the Olympics um, all for all the countries, and I think 71 or someone like that were our NBA players or have played in the NBA at some I, point. So I never understand that. I don't understand why basketball, hockey, why these mainstream sports are in the Olympics because if you're good enough to beat an, another team, you're going to work your way up to the NBA. You're gonna, there, there's, there's better basketball in the NBA than anything you'll see in the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, I know like your basketball in Europe has gotten a lot better. Um, I mean, there are, there are some guys who go and play over in Greece and and Italy and stuff like that, and they pass over um, NBA contracts to do that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm I'm almost not surprised that 100 percent of the players haven't played in the NBA at some point or or um you know or on a team now. See, for me, basketball is not so much <laughs> of the 
uh, of the Olympics sport watching because you look even back back in the 90s, the United States has just dominated basketball ever since. Right, so the dream me, team. So for me to watch basketball, I'd much rather you know prefer to watch WNBA <laughs> over the Olympics just for that you know for that fact that it doesn't seem like real f- uh, basketball to me. But don't worry, um, we all get to pretend we care about soccer. That's true. Isn't weeks. rugby making a uh, its first appearance in the Summer Olympics this year? No or is that, that nope. been tossed out? I don't care about the Olympics so much. Okay, well I'm failing on my job as an uh, intern here. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed <laughs> to present questions. Anything else? So, uh, Josh, you're right with Bowling Green. It is in Kentucky. Good. That sounds like a horrible place. So that was a uh, yeah. That doesn't sound sound like a good place at all. Um, I just I think uh, is Wade Miley supposed to still pitch on Thursday night against the Rangers? Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. That's what I read. Today. Oh, I don't know. I saw Friday. So yeah, I think so. Buck, I think Buck said that he's projected to pitch on Thursday. So I think you know this is the last time that the Orioles are going to see the Rangers until playoffs. <laughs> so I think that. Wade Miley coming with his first appearance with the Orioles and then also last game playing the Rangers. I think that's going to be a very big outing, not only for Wade, but also for the Orioles itself. So I think that Thursday night's game is very important and uh, be fun to watch what happens. Yeah, right now MLB.com has Gallardo starting. I can't see that happening. It's no, got to be Wade Miley. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw Rock or someone tweet that they did switch it up because um, I think Friday it was originally that was going to be um, – it was, um, was going to be Tillman. Miley – it was going to be Miley versus Miguel Gonzalez on Friday when they play the White Sox. Ooh, so. I forgot Miguel Gonzalez is coming back to town. He's, That'll yeah, be fun. Yeah, he's going to throw an absolute gem. I hope not. Probably hope, not, but hope with, not our, around. Yeah, with, our, with our track record, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. I'm going to the game on Wednesday and Thursday this week. I'll be there Wednesday. Yep, that'll be interesting to see how Gaussman does tomorrow night against, uh, against this Rangers uh, lineup. So, um, you know, good luck to him, but we'll see if he's up for the challenge. All right, thank you, Dan. Thanks for filling in for Noah. Like always, you do a better job than the world's worst intern. <laughs> Not that that's hard. World's best intern. He got a full-time job with some campaign now. Some, I think, Democratic campaign, Senate. I don't know what he's doing. Saw him. He's really excited. There's his first hit, I think. Uh-huh. In the sixth inning. Yeah. Yeah. Five, yeah. K, five Ks, though. Yeah. That's all right. There's two outs. As long as he gets, if he gets through this inning, yeah, it'll be very impressive. I mean, either way, he's impressive, and it's been fun to watch him start. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, like I said, he's taking some big steps, so good for him. I think I think Weeders is out there right now. Hey, come on, take it, take it, take a deep breath, walk around the mound, because you know right. he doesn't want what happened to happen right. last last week. So. Yeah. No, yep. No home run. Let's just get out of this inning. Yep. I mean, don't, his, don't his, dwell on it. He hasn't had any deep pitch counts or anything. He's been doing very well this this game. Yeah, very encouraging to see. Yeah, yeah, because I guess what that's your starting. That's he's. Forget about this year. Next year, he's your number one, number two guy. Hem, Tillman, Gosman, those are your top three. Absolutely. You need Bundy to perform well and stay healthy. All right. Thank you, Eric, from joining us. Again, people should go on to Twitter and follow you at BarstoolRDT. The letters R-D-T. And go ahead and head to Mothers or Section336.com and pick up your Trumbo Make Baltimore Great Again shirts. That's probably what I'll be wearing to the O's game tomorrow night. Uh, Eric, what's going on with Barstool and your podcasts and stuff? What's uh, up with all that? Kind of taking a hiatus from the podcast. We may pick that back up soon. Um, just a, li- a lot of busy stuff going on. But, um, I mean, you can just head over to BarstoolSports.com. You know, I'm covering the Orioles every week. Um, we got some guys covering the Nats. We have a, a whole baseball kind of site now. So we, we're 
kind of covering everything. We don't care about the Nats. I don't care about them either. But if, if someone happens to be listening. Oh, that's something and bad I, happens to Bryce Harper. I always enjoy those stories. Yeah, those are always fun. Um, but, uh, you know, if someone wants to pay attention to Little Brother and figure out how they're going to choke in the playoffs like they always do, then, you know, right. can head over there. But, yeah, like I said, BarstoolSports.com. We have our, uh, you know, whole baseball site. So check it out. And you can go cheer you on in like two weeks into Frederick Key's media game. Yeah, yeah. August 13th. It's a Saturday. I'll be out there. Uh, you know, hopefully going to try, try and just play some base hits. I don't want to show anyone up and go yard or anything. So we'll, we'll see. It should be a fun time. All right, that is awesome. Thank you, Eric. Again, thanks for joining us. Next week, we will have Chris from BSL and Glenn from Glenn Clark Radio. And then in two weeks, Matt and Bert will be back in studio from their travels. Head on over to section336.com and uh, check out the podcast. We don't blog anymore, but you should check out utahstreetreport.com for all your uh, article writing. Whenever we do get a chance to write, we get posts over there. You can find my uh, you can find knee-jerk reactions that I participated in over there on both trades, as well as all the episodes of Section 336 and a bunch of other really good uh, Oriole write-ins from people who are way smarter than me over at utahstreetreport.com. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you later. Let's go O's. Section 336 is an affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate-dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day.